0: You are a
1: Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day.
0: Welcome to the weekend. Welcome to a Braves postcast after a great Braves comeback victory over the Miami Marlins. And we are excited to get into all of the things that made up a great night of baseball at Truist Park. This, again, is the Braves Postcast. I'm Grant McCauley. He is Jake Mastroianni. This, of course, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. We appreciate you checking in with us after these Braves games. We love bringing you this content, so we want to make sure that you're subscribed here on the YouTube channel to Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you do. Make sure you hit the bell, get the notifications whenever we drop a new episode, and make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves, where Jake will be bringing you some great content all season long, plus you'll get every single one of these Braves postcasts in the audio form as well. All of that for subscribing to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Jake, I think that all of us would like to be subscribed to a few more Braves wins this year, and some of them, like the one we had tonight, certainly wouldn't hurt anybody's feelings. This was one where the Braves jumped out to a lead. That lead went away, and then Atlanta did what we kind of hoped would be a thing at some point. You turned to Ronald Acuna Jr. for a big moment, and boy did he provide it.
1: Yeah, I mean, what a a moment it was, and what a game. You know, you take the lead, the Marlins get it back, or rather they take the lead, and then you come back again and recapture it and hold on for a big win to kick off Memorial Day weekend. We talked about the matchup on Saturday, not exactly favoring the Braves, so you really wanted to get this one on Friday night. So glad to see that they did. And, yeah, I mean, just an incredible moment with Ronald Acuna Jr.,
0: yeah, and you always want to take the opener of a series. I mean, it's one of those basic you know, tenets or premises of being a winning club is you want to go out there and set the tone in a series, and the Braves have had some struggles with that this year. They pick up the 6-4 victory in comeback fashion on this night to grab the first of the three-game set against the Miami Marlins. And, Jake, before we jump into the line score and the totals and all that good stuff, I've always felt like when the Braves are at their best, these are the kind of games that they can throw at you and they can throw at an opponent, more importantly – multiple times a week, if that's what it takes to win these games. This felt a lot more like the Braves club. We've become accustomed to watching.
1: Yeah, it is. And hopefully this will get them, you know, jump started. There was that game a couple of series back where Dansby hit that big home run to give the Braves a lead. And you thought, okay, maybe this was a moment. Uh, where it's going to kind of set the Braves off on a good course. But, yeah, these are the types of wins you're looking for. They come back late. You know, they don't give up after they just lost the lead just so quickly like that. They don't give up, come from behind. That's the Braves team that we've seen in the past over the last three or four years. So, hopefully, again, this kind of jumpstarts them to go on a run. And, again,
0: hopefully they can get that three-game win streak for the first time this season. Yeah, maybe and more. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Certainly more. You don't have to stop at three. You can go ahead and double that. You can triple it if you want to. And if the Braves could do that, they'd really be moving in the right direction. But it all starts somewhere. And on this night, it started with the Braves beating the Miami Marlins. Let's get into the game totals for you for game number 46. One of three in this series. Marlins dropped to 18 and 25 on the season. Four runs on five hits. No errors. Four men left on base. But the Braves now 22 and 24, six runs, six hits, one error, and three men left aboard for Atlanta. So hits were a premium in this one, Jake. And it was decided ultimately by the bullpens as far as the wins and losses are concerned. Jackson Stevens will pick up the victory, and we'll talk about him in a moment. Some big relief out of him. He's one and one on the year. Anthony Bass came in trying to put out a fire for the Braves or against the Braves in the seventh. He was unable to do so. One and two now on the season. Kinley Jansen locked uh, lockdown save number 11 for him. Good to see him toss a scoreless inning as well. The game lasted three hours and two minutes. A crowd of 40,064 were on hand at Truist Park to see it. It was Austin Riley's 10th home run of the year that got the scoring started for the Braves. It was a really fun night of baseball for Atlanta. I would say that Ian Anderson's sixth inning was probably the, really the only point in which you looked at it and said, There's got to be some kind of way to avoid these kinds of troublesome innings. It started, I think, just on such a small play that turned out to be such a big play in not being able to get the out at first base. As Anderson was covering, he kind of mistimed his steps a little bit. An infield hit, then a two-run homer, then a walk, then another two-run homer. All of a sudden, the Braves went from leading three to nothing to trailing four to three. And Anderson's good night turned into one of those that you just kind of left scratching your head
1: yeah it's unfortunate for Ian because he was really great up to that point and I saw the tweet from Chris Willis over at Battery Power earlier in the day talking about first time first couple of times through the orders batters are hitting 200 against them that third time through over 300 which is typical for starting pitchers the average is going to go up but you know that's a pretty significant difference there you know I, I don't necessarily know the reasons for that perhaps he needs to develop another pitch you know I think that is the next step for him, similar to Max Freed. You know, he started throwing that slider a lot more, and he's really kind of taken off the last two or three years. I think Ian's going to have to develop another pitch with some horizontal movement in order to go deeper into games and have some success a third time through an order. But that is a real struggle for him, throwing a lot of pitches, racking up that pitch count. We've talked about that before, mm-hmm. something that he struggles with. But he was so good through the first yeah. – first five innings there and just hit that wall bit unfortunate Garrett Cooper just absolutely destroys the Braves he's becoming a huge Braves nemesis right now um so yeah I hate that that's how the night ended for him similar to Kyle Wright the night before you know he was having a great start his final line score you know didn't really indicate how well he pitched and um yeah I'm sure you know Ian wishes he had made that play at first things could have gone a whole lot differently
0: yeah, and, and I wouldn't say that this is one of those nights where, I mean, you go back through and you do look at the numbers of, of certain times through the order, and usually it does favor a lineup. is going to start to get a little bit more in tune with what your game plan is, what you've done the first couple of times through. This is a test, but for a starting pitcher to really give his club some value, you want to believe that he can get through there three times. I understand that fourth time probably not going to happen too often. That's why the complete game is somewhat of a unicorn for most pitching staffs these days, but I still felt like Ian Anderson had been in such control to that point where I wouldn't feel necessarily like, oh, you got to make a move immediately based on a misplay at first base. The two-run homer by Cooper, I tweeted this out. I have no idea how he has turned into prime Miguel Cabrera when he plays the Braves, but yeah. that's what it certainly feels like. It's hard to get him out. The Aguilar home run followed a walk, and the walks, that's the self-inflicted wounds. Those are the kind of things that you, know, you would love to – be able to work around but aguilar worked a really great at bat against ian anderson and poked one over the left field wall and then again you were just kind of left scratching your head if you're anderson if you're brian snitker if you're braves fans as to what happened to our nice three nothing lead but the marlins they struck uh, pretty quickly there in the sixth inning to turn that game around the good thing is though jake that the braves also were interested in striking quickly and they were able to put together a three-run rally to turn it around again from a Marlins lead. Into a Braves lead. We'll talk all about that fateful seventh inning in a moment. First, though, want to let you know summer is coming. In fact, it's almost here. And you're going to need some food on the go. Built bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. You can throw them in your bags. You can throw them in your kids' backpacks as well. Make sure everyone has a bar so you're fueled up for your summer adventures. Go to built.com, use the promo code Locked15. Get 15% off your entire order. That's Locked15 for 15% off at built.com. Now the Braves grab themselves a three run or three spot there in the seventh inning, and it, it was fueled by something I think many people have been looking to see for quite some time, and that was Ronald Acuna Jr. didn't start this game. He was nursing that quad injury that's had him on the sidelines, but he did say after the game that once he tested it out beforehand, the Braves said, look, just keep yourself loose, be stretched, you know, go down and you know get yourself warmed up. You can pinch hit at any time in this game, and that was the button that Brian Snicker pushed In the seventh inning, run scoring double to tie things up for Ronald Acuna Jr. It scored Matt Olson from first base. I don't know which of those two things was more impressive. And then that rally continued as Acuna was already out of second base. Dansby Swanson joined him on the base pass. Ozzie Albies with some batting average on balls put in play. A little BABIP luck, a little batted ball luck, dropping one out in left field in front of Solaire. And then what I feel like was the headiest moment of the game, it was the insurance run that Dansby Swanson was carrying He scored all the way from first. He never stopped. And that is just one of the really – I think the things that you can circle about what makes Dansby Swanson a player that just has kind of an intangible that he has an, an eye for these things. He's looking for opportunities to make a difference. And, boy, did it all add up to some great things kind of beyond just the three runs the Braves scored there.
1: Yeah, I was listening on radio at that point, and they were talking about the fact that Dansby's teammates were were saying, you know, how he's going to do every little thing that he can to help this team win. It may not always show up in your, in an OPS or, you know, WRC or whatever, but it it does, It it makes a big difference in that moment. I mean. Not many players are gonna score from first on that bloop hit right there. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge run for him. But yeah, the most surprising thing for me was Matt Olson scoring from first base. I could not believe he chugged all the way around those bases. So Lair out there trying to track that ball down helped a little bit. But what a you talked about, you know, pushing the right button there. What a button to be able to push for Brian Snick. You say, hey, Ronald, this is a close game here. Why don't you go up there and, and see if you can tie it up? And, uh, I mean, he comes off the bench, hasn't played in a couple of days, and hits a ball 107 miles per hour down in the corner to tie the game up. Just an unbelievable moment, incredible moment there for Ronald Acuna Jr. And got that place fired up, 40,000 there. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching that, I mean, on a Friday night, just it's an amazing moment for that game for Ronald to be able to come in there to be ready for that moment against his nemesis, the Marlins, who he kills. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is this is what makes baseball so fun that that moment right there, Ronald flipping the bat twenty feet in the air as he runs to first base. Yeah, it was just incredible.
0: Yeah, it was. It had like this big fight feel to it because as soon as Ronald Acuna was announced, he got that high five from Travis DeMerrit, who he was pinch hitting for, who, hey, let's just take a moment to point out that, hey, Travis DeMeritt's slump is over. He also drove in a run in this game. Let's not bury the lead on that. That's a big thing for Travis and obviously it helped the Braves build up a lead. But when it came time to push that button, that, that announcement went up, Ronald Acuna Jr. heads to the plate. Pitching change, of course, happens. Anthony Bass comes on. They want that righty-righty matchup. And as you mentioned, Acuna absolutely scalded that ball into the corner, and that was able to score Matt Olson from first base. It put Ronald on second. and Dansby Swanson out there with him after that, and Ozzie Albies just dunking one out behind third base in very shallow left field, and just an incredible, incredible heads-up play, awareness by Dansby Swanson to grab the Braves, an extra run in that inning. And I think that's just that's a huge thing, it's just for mentality, if nothing else, just for the, the mental side of everything, the confidence that you have a multiple run lead i mean one run games the marlins don't do too well in those but if you're the braves you'd like to have the insurance and dansby swanson made sure that happened in order to you know, seal up this win i mentioned jackson stevens he picked up the victory in this game two huge innings of relief coming on to clean up a, a little bit of a mess that ian anderson had gotten into at least close the door on that sixth inning then he was able to work his way into the eighth. AJ Minter came on, finished things off with a big strikeout, a clutch strikeout before Kinley Jansen took the ninth. We've talked a little bit about Jackson Stevens, not a lot. And I feel like he's kind of been one of the unsung heroes for the Braves in this bullpen. A great story, a guy that had to, you know, had a little major league uh, experience and had to work his way all the way back. And he has, I think, given the Braves some important appearances in his time this year. He may not be the biggest name. But he has been a good contributor nonetheless. Yeah, and I think Brian Snickers looking. For that guy that he can throw in in the middle innings, when maybe the Braves are
1: in a close game, down by a run or two, somebody that can keep them right there and give the offense a chance to come back. And Jackson's proving that he can be that guy that can come in and keep the Braves right there and give an opportunity for the comeback. So great to see for him, great outing for him. A.J. Minter was unbelievable in his inning. Good to see Kinley come out there, get the save. No, he allowed a base runner there, but much needed a clean inning for him for the most part to get Mm -hmm. that save and lock down the victory so bullpen very good but yeah big innings from jackson stevens and i think you may see him start to get an even bigger role going forward in these types of games
0: yeah he's shown he can pick up some big strikeouts he can miss some bats he can get some weak contact you start adding that all together that's the kind of reliever that you want and somebody who's kind of carving out a little bit of role and building up i think more and more confidence in brian Snitker to turn to him In these times to come in in what i would refer to as leverage situations i don't know if it's the highest leverage situations but you know yeah you already lost a lead you're down by a run but things could get worse we've seen things get worse for this Braves team throughout the year where they're leading they go down and all of a sudden that other team whatever that opponent is maybe they run into another crooked number now it goes from being four to three to six to three and then You know, it just changes the complexion of the game altogether. But Jackson Stevens, I think, does have a nice little important role, a little niche he can carve out to help the Braves in some close games as they try to hold it and then find the comeback, which the Braves have been pretty good at finding uh, throughout the four-year run at the very least, and certainly part of their uh, postseason path in 2021 that led to that World Series championship. So a lot of good things that happened in this game. I mentioned Austin Riley, his 10th home run of the season. He's swinging the bat a lot better. It's great to see that, of course. And then overall, just a very nicely done comeback for the Braves who pick up the victory and grab the first of the three-game series against the Miami Marlins. We'll talk about the middle contest of this series in just a moment. First, though, I want to let you know about our partners at Bet Online, who continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's NBA playoffs, MLB scores, fights, and even next season's. NFL futures head to betonline.net today use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action bet online where the game starts I do want to talk about the starters of game two of this series it's going to be Tucker Davidson he's going to be facing Sandy Alcantara the Braves got all the Sandy Alcantara they needed in the last meeting between these two teams meanwhile Davidson is going to be trying to bounce back from a rough start uh, what are you looking for Jake in this one we already know the Braves ran to face a very tough customer as the Marlins send Alcantara to the mouth
1: yeah, looking for Tucker Davidson to have a little bounce back outing here. It's the same thing for all these starters, whether it's Tukey, whether it's Bryce Elder, Kyle Muller, and Tucker Davidson. Trust your stuff in the zone. Yep. Throw strikes. You know, stop yep. giving out the free passes. And I'm not saying that's easy to do. You know, Kyle Wright struggled with it for years until he seemed to have kind of you know, started to trust his stuff at this level. I'm not saying it's easy, but that's the step for Tucker Davidson, for all these young guys, you know, Limit the walks. Trust yourself. Make these guys beat you. And so hopefully we see more of that from Tucker Davidson on Saturday. Keep the Braves in this game. Hopefully they can run Sandy Alcantara out of this game. I'll take him out after the 6th, 7th, whatever. Just uh, get him out as early as you can. Try to go to work on this Braves or that Marlins bullpen uh, and give yourself a chance to win and and take the series.
0: Yeah, we don't want to be seeing Sandy Alcantara back out there to start the ninth inning again. That's what he was able to do was go the distance against the Braves who finally started to wake up in the ninth, but We know he's going to come out there. He's going to go right after this Braves lineup. That's one of the things that makes him so successful and makes him one of the the top starters in the NL East and clearly one of the top starters on a Marlins staff that has some very young and talented arms. For Tucker Davidson, I would echo exactly what you said. Go ahead and, and get in and around the strike zone. Get ahead of hitters and have them kind of having to adjust to you as opposed to, I think, with really his last start against the Phillies, maybe trying to be a bit too fine and aiming a little bit around the strike zone and not getting hitters to be able to expand because you're not really ahead of them, and they're able to do the things that major league hitters do, and that is hit the pitches when you finally have to come in there, and the Phillies did that last time out. That first start against Milwaukee was a night and day difference, and maybe Tucker can tap into some of the things that work so well there and keep the Marlins at bay as the Braves will look to secure another series win against Miami. They took the opener. Now they'll be looking to take game two. It's an afternoon start at Truist Park, 4.10 p.m., Eastern time is the first pitch as Tucker Davidson one-on-one on the year faces Sandy Alcantara four and two on the season. As the Braves look to again, secure that series win behind the young lefty Tucker Davidson. That'll wrap things up for us here on the Braves postcast, part of the all new locked on sports Atlanta. Make sure you subscribe to on YouTube and of course to locked on Braves, wherever you get your podcasts for Jake Mastriani, I'm Grant McCauley. It was a great night at the park for the Braves who pick up a six, four win in comeback fashion. We look forward to talking to you soon right here on the Braves Postcast. Until then, so long, everyone.